Hey, friends and listeners, Christine Lakin here. It's been a crazy few weeks, I think, for all of us. I hope you are staying safe, staying sane, and hopefully educating yourself on the movement that is happening here in America in this historically significant time. This week on the podcast, we are pleased to have Danny Pintaro. You would know him from the hit show Who's the Boss? He is also an LBGTQ activist. Happy Pride Month, everyone. This is part one with Danny Pintaro. Enjoy. The worst moments of our life. Hey, girl, hey, that's bad. Uh, so speaking of, like, worst ever experiences. That is the worst ever. I don't feel so good. And that was my worst audition ever. How bad can I be? <laughs> and we feel the pain is best or funny. Welcome to Worst Ever Welcome podcast. to Worst Ever Podcast. This is your host, Christine Lakin. This is your Clothing. host, Allah Khaled. Yeah, antibodies. Antibodies, Khaled. <laughs> yeah, we, no one knows us because... and Khaled. Well, yeah, because no one knows us. We both have the well, antibodies. Okay. Here's the deal, guys. Go ahead. A, a lot's happened in the last <laughs> few weeks. We're going to touch on it all. Um, but one of the things that has definitely happened is that I know for sure Mercury is in retrograde. All right, I hate that. Every time you say that, something goes wrong with me. Well, it's true, though. So we did a po- we recorded a podcast about a week and a half ago, and um, unfortunately, for some reason, it never recorded to the cloud. And it's a really, it's a damn shame. But not only that, my car then got a flat tire, and uh, the battery died, and then a rock hit Brandon's windshield and splintered it. So right. if that's not the trifecta, like that's four things really. So I think I'm done. I think I'm good. Mm. I think I can, but t- I can tell him who was life. on the podcast. <laughs> I don't even want to say it just hurts me. Like, honestly, well, no, we're going to get, if, even if I have to text her back, she'll do it. It was Judy <laughs> Sweeten. Yeah. It really, <laughs> I like want to cry. It was really funny it. too. It was really I mean, we funny. got in lots of fights. I know it was good. Um, okay, well, before we get to our guest today, we wanted to update you guys and chat a little bit. Um, so first off, uh, we, I think we, we talked about the fact that, yes, I have the antibodies. So you got a test as well. I got my test as well after you got your test because you were my gauge. Right. And I lied to you the week that I got the test and told you I was negative for the antibodies and I was pissed and you were very comforting and sweet, which was nice. And then on the podcast, (laughs) I revealed that I too have the antibodies. It's crazy. I'm carrying them with me right now. Everywhere I go. I'm in Florida right now, by the way. Right. So you're, I'm in a, I'm in a voiceover booth. Do you like this? I love it. it. Yeah. Here's my antibody test. Maybe I should do this because there's a nice, that's pretty. Here's my antibody test. I can't see it because of your background. You can't see it because of, okay. Pretend we can. That's right. Do you carry it with you, like in your wallet? I'm in my, well, it's my, it's my, it's my antibody's passport. Okay. Well, I didn't, listen. No one knows this, but okay. So you know my whole family drama, and I'll we'll do this on a solo episode, and, and I'll tell you all about it. The recent um, right craziness. My uncle uh, that was in the nursing home is was now at home, had cancer. He passed away. I flew yes. down a couple weeks ago. I got the call from my cousins. I should come. So I 
like any true Khaled family member, booked a ticket the next day during the COVID and took a flight and drove to from Atlanta, took a flight to Atlanta and drove from Atlanta to Tampa and went to the funeral, like saw him before he died and went to the funeral. World War Three happened. I'll talk about it later. I mean, when I say World War Three, I mean like nothing you've ever seen before. Oh my God. Oh, okay. disaster. Uh, anyway, made it to the funeral. From what I can remember, it was more about everyone else's drama than the funeral, but whatever. We'll talk about it later. Um, so I've like entered this Georgia and Florida state line where everything is everything is like Corona never happened. Like I have a video of me at a restaurant slash bar where no one's wearing a mask except for me. Um, are you wearing the disco mask? I'm wearing the, it was night, it was a nighttime thing. So yeah. Were people looking me. at you like you were nuts? No, they kept going, where'd you get that? I was like, well, why don't you have one on and you're period? Also like, Stand away from me. Yeah. Don't, think, don't, don't talk to me. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so I'm in Florida. I've been here for like two weeks. It's very strange. The night of the few, my fa- my uncle died on fr- on a Friday. The riots started that night. <laughs> so t- my hotel was being rioted. The gas station next to me was being burnt down. Now, mind you, dummy Allah has no idea why there's like protesting and rioting happening because I've been so I've been traveling and had no idea what. I knew about the George Floyd thing, just didn't know the, how the intensity of what was going on. Mm-hmm. So I was so confused, like why, why are people at curfews the whole bit? And then now I'm looking at it like after just like taking a step back and watching everything and going, holy shit, where are we as a nation right now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, um, it, is, it has definitely been a crazy few weeks. I think in some ways, obviously, in many ways, this pandemic has been completely horrible for many people. Obviously, many people have lost their lives. They've lost family members. Um, they've gotten very sick. It's been very scary for many people. People have lost jobs, etc. Looking at it from a macro level, right, right? It forced us all to slow down. It forced us all to streamline our lives. It forced us all to do, I think, a lot of quiet introspection on who we're living with and how we're living our and how we're living. And, you know, I I think the incident, the the horrible murder of George Floyd was the sparking point of a movement that has been happening for so long. And they have been saying, our lives matter, guys. Somebody, everybody, please help us. And people have been busy and people have said, oh, yes, I know. And yes, yes, we, we support you, we support you. I got to go back to this email. And that's not the case right now. People are home, they're watching, they're listening, they're seeing it. I think it's the, the good thing, if we can look at this, if anything good is coming out of this time for, the, for us, I think especially for white people, I think we have to like take a moment and really re-educate ourselves on the history of Black America and what has gone on and how we have been complicit in, in keeping the systems the way they're at. Things have got to change. 
We know that. We know that this is like now the police systems are getting looked at. Things have got to change. And the way that we think about it, it starts with us. It starts with the way we raise our children. It starts with the way we talk about it. So I think if we if we can put a positive spin on this, you know, it's that the America is starting to wake up to it. I hope. Well, I don't know if that's the case, to be honest with you. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you because I'm in I'm in the South right now. And um, everyone is really concerned, obviously. But then I still look outside driving outside my window and seeing the segregation and poverty. And it's it's well, it's not going to change overnight. It's not like people well, have I understand that, and all of a sudden I, different. I understand that. But what I'm saying to you is. We're lucky that we're in a generation right now where the cell phone is a weapon. That's right. Yeah, we are. You know, we're lucky that people can't get away with certain things because we're in a world where you're videoed no matter what, no right. where you are or whatever. It's true. So who, it's just, it's now it's come to light. It doesn't mean that it hasn't existed. And we, cause I, listen, I was saying to my, I was hanging out with my high school mentor, my music teacher, uh, Keith Galasso, uh, recently. And I said, I feel like we were almost in a better place in the nineties in high school because we didn't, I felt like we were all, I don't know. I'm, I could be wrong. I, you know, I could be stupid. I, I don't know. I just felt like it wasn't as crazy as this. This is crazy. Now I see all the world is like London, Spain, Italy. They're all protesting for this well, man, yeah. which is amazing. We also have amazing. a global, it's a global pandemic. So I think, I think there are a lot of countries taking stock of the way things are. They watched, they're watching what, we're going through and they're like, yeah, hell yeah, this happens here too. And I think that's really fascinating. It's not just, it's not just America that has the problem. We can see that. So it's not something that I think any of us can turn away from anymore and pretend doesn't exist or pretend it's getting better because it's not, you know? Um, Well, we're not in politically. I I mean, I don't want to get into politics or anything like that, but this whole Bible thing. It's like, oh my God, what is happening right now? What is happening? It's a, it's just a full circus. It's a full circus show. It's insane. I've never seen anything like it. I was like, huh? It's the weirdest, strangest. And and how can the view go on vacation this week? I was like, huh? I'm like, I was like, you know, I was ready to tune into the view and go, oh my God, they're going to go have a field day with this. And they were on vacation during the week of the whole thing. I was like, no, they can't be on vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, uh, we wanted to, my husband and I, we were, we really wanted to go to, to, and participate in some of the protesting happening in Los Angeles. I was very moved by it. And, um, I had felt very, um, activated by the response of the community here. Um, and we're all like, we're like gearing up to go. We're like finding where it's going to be. We're making a game plan. And then my husband looks at me and he's like, you can't do that. I'm like, why? He's like, there's a pandemic happening. And I understand everyone has their own level of, of what they need to do. We, we hired our nanny back. 
because uh, I'm working and he's working and we have two kids and we don't have any family. And um, we you have family, you know, we, you just don't have them there. They're, they're, yeah, they're not here. They're not here. They don't okay. live with family and they don't right. live with us. They don't live in the same state. So, yeah, I mean, we need we need help. Um, and it was a long conversation because I want to be if you invite someone in your home, there's a whole set of protocols about how you talk about that, about what their response, like what their, um, their risk factors are, who they live with, who they see. And so it's a, you have to come to like a mutually acceptable understanding of how, of how everyone behaves. And I, we've done that with her. And the last thing I want to do is risk that for her. It's not the, it's not the deal we made, you know? So, well, um, I was at a funeral where all your family was together. Right. It was, I got a huge fight with my, one of my cousins. You, yeah. Cause he wanted to hug my parents. <laughs> no, I can just imagine and, you. Being and like, I was like, you can't, no, no I, that's exactly. I was. And he was like, what's wrong with you? She's my aunt, my uncle. And I go, I don't, I go, I just flew across the country and I haven't hugged my parents. Okay. Yeah. You think I'm going to let you hug my parents? Are you, I go, we're not compromised. My parents are compromised. I know. That's I'm it. not. Yeah, exactly. I'm not taking the chance. It turned into a whole thing because I, it was a whole, and this is like my nice cousin. This is the one I'm not fighting with. This is like a normal, like, you know, he was trying to do the nice thing and hug my parents. I get it. But I'm like, dude, you also live in New Orleans where you guys don't give a shit, you know? <laughs> I'm not, uh uh-uh, it ain't happening. You know, I mean, so it turned into a like, whole thing. There's like a whole part of me that's like, I feel as though I was indoctrinated almost to be in this certain mindset. You know what I mean? And now things are starting to open up. I think, I think things just sort of have to open up. They can't keep us like this, keep businesses like this forever. But then I'm like, was it not really that big of a deal? Like, are we okay well, wearing that's, a mask? That's I, exactly, I, that's how I feel I'm here. I'm so confused. Because I don't know what to do anymore. No, one's wear, no one is wearing a mask here. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. It literally took me two weeks to adjust. I'm now more relaxed. I also have my antibody passport, which helps. Um, <laughs> you don't know that. You don't know that. But in my head, I'm going, this thing is, you know. By the way, I think I'm going to do another one here, another test here. I'm Why? Just, I'm just going to keep testing. Why? Because I want to see if I can get it again. The COVID or the antibody? I'm going to do another antibody test. They're offering the antibody test here free, but I think it's the prick test. So I want to okay. see how accurate okay. the prick test is. It's a, just okay. a test. I love um, that you have become, it's like you are on the, for, the forefront. You are on the front lines being the guinea pig, but like in a really, you know, ghetto manner. <laughs> wow. Um, no, it's, so, I mean, listen, I've it's, been, it's worst ever I've, investigates scientific I, science, edition. Right. It's a scientific <laughs> edition. I've been back and forth from Orlando, Jacksonville. By the way, my parents' new home in Orlando. That's why I was there. I've been going back and forth to make sure that the... I was planning on going later because they're going to move in the end of the month. They closed in March, but during, due to COVID, they couldn't move in. And now we're doing repairs to the house and things like that. My friend is actually working on the house. And um, so I've been going back and forth from Jacksonville to Orlando. And... Uh, Maybe two a mile down, the police officer who killed George Floyd 
yeah. has his second has his second home, his vacation home there. So there's police everywhere right there. People were protesting at his house. There's Black Lives Lives Matter, um, uh, Black Lives um, Matters painted on his home. It was great. I was like, what's going on? This, by the way, is a very nice. It's a nice neighborhood where you would think, oh, it's like small town Orlando, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was, and I literally was driving with my friend, and I was like, why are there so many cops here? He goes. Oh, that's the guy's second home, his vacation home. I was like, what? So Orlando had a curfew. Tampa had a curfew. Jacksonville had a curfew. Um, you guys had a six o'clock curfew. We had an eight and 10 o'clock curfew. In these yeah, cities. I think it was six for a while. Um, our, like, yeah, our phones and watches were going off with that Amber Alert buzz like every oh, five really? minutes. Because it kept changing. I don't know why we kept getting all these different. It was like 5.30. No, it's six. No, it's four. No, it's 5.30. What's happening? Um, But, yeah, I mean, they boarded up, like, all of the stores, uh, even in some in the valley, close to where we are. And I don't, nothing ever materialized um, in a violent manner, really, in the valley. I talked to my friend in New York, and he said, um, where I got the COVID, um, he, um, he said that Soho is destroyed. It's like if you saw it, you would. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, you know, it, this is the other part of the coin, though. The other side of the coin is that because so many Americans live paycheck to paycheck, and then this horrible thing happens, and so many are disproportionately affected based on where they have been living already, what kind of poverty line they've been living in. And, you know, it's like, thanks for the stimulus check, but like, how is that supposed to sustain you for three months for most well, people, if they even got them? Because, you know, there's a whole conspiracy that all the Puerto Ricans in Los Angeles, Puerto Rican Americans have not gotten a check. I've never gotten one. There you go. I Sorry, what's your last name? What's Khaled. your last name? Valid. Mm-hmm. I have a conspiracy Khaled. about it. I think there's a, I, I know. I wonder if your brother got one imagine he got I'm sure one I'm sure he got one god but anyway I'm saying like it people are desperate it's a desperate time for many and I hope we can I hope we can heal through it I hope we can learn from it I hope we can heal through it I hope we, we can be better to each other hope you can be nicer to me now that we both mal- had the COVID and come back from it as malaria Trump's I mean Melania Trump once said we have to be best be best. God, please stop. <laughs> um, okay, wait. Last thing I want to ask you because our, our um, go ahead. We'll be here soon. Everyone's wondering yeah. where the wig is, and I apologize. I I traveled last minute. There's no wig. I didn't bring it with me. So that's what I want to ask you about. So the travel. So did you have the hazmat suit? Okay, so my hazmat suit did not come in time for me to travel. I had ordered it. Come thinking, on. I had ordered it thinking, oh. Because I thought he's going to have some more weeks. It was such a last-minute thing that I was like, wow. so I didn't get it in time. Yeah. But I will tell you, LAX was very different than I remember. <laughs> How so? Um, okay, so, you know, usually it's a 24-hour airport. Well, they close from midnight to 5 right now. My and flights you're talking at si- the flights, that, I mean, the airport's closed. You can't even walk Airport's around. closed. Got it, okay. You can walk into the check-in area, but you, there's no one there. It's just... Closed. Got it. Wow. Um, 
And my flight was at 6 a.m. So I had bought vodka bottles, the minis, because I knew that, I, and I was, and I, by the way, I was on the first class ticket because it was only $100 more than the coach. Right. And my luggage would have cost $100, like 75 bucks. So it's like, I'm getting the first. And there's only six seats in the first class that they allow in and because they do every other. Mm-hmm. And um, I asked the flight attendant, she said, yeah, the flight's full. And I go, well, what's that mean? She's like 81 in coach and six in first. And I said, okay. So everyone, so I have my Delta Sky Club membership. So I went in there and had like a glass of wine at six in the morning. And um, I just was panicked. I didn't know I needed a drink. So I had my mask. I had, you know, the whole thing. Um Board of the plane. When you walk on the plane, they hand you a bag of like a small bottle of water like this. Can you see this or no? Mm-hmm. Kind of, yeah. Okay. Um, a small bottle of water, those minis. Yep. Uh, with It's in a bag with a Purell and a bag of like cheese, those like square cheese chips, whatever they're called. Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its? Yeah. Okay. And some Purell and bis- uh, biscuit cookies or whatever those are. That's it. I love those. So, by the way, if you're going to fly at this point, don't book first because there's no service. Just okay. you're, getting the sa- you're getting the same service um, as coach. Um, so the, you brought the vodka bottles with you? I brought the vodka bottles with me as emergency to, like, drink in the bathroom. And you got them through security? Yeah, because they're minis. They're under the... Oh, okay. They're yeah, under three so they're, Yeah, oh. they're the, the oh, okay. little minis. Copy. Yeah, so I brought those, and I would just, if I felt like, because it was bad weather, if I felt nervous, I was like, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. Brown, and brown bag in it. <laughs> literally fucking shooting a thing of vodka. I was so nervous. Oh so God, I was like, so oh, it was disgusting. I landed in Salt Lake City. I had a layover in Salt Lake City. Okay. Where it was a How little was more relaxed. Okay, more relaxed. Not everyone's wearing masks. Okay. The whole bit. Went to the Delta Club, had a couple cocktails there. Then boarded my flight to Atlanta. I landed at Atlanta. Oh, no one's wearing a mask. <laughs> on the Delta flights, you have to wear a mask the whole flight. You, ha- you have everyone to. has to have a mask on. Unless okay. you're drinking or eating your right. snacks. But right. yes, you have to wear your mask. I wonder what you do. Like, no- I bet they just make children over a certain age wear them. I mean, you're right. not gonna put a mask right. on like an infant. But- <laughs> No, no, there was no, and the kids are different. Um, so you have to wear a mask. And then um, Atlanta was totally, I get to Georgia and it was like my first restaurant because nothing's open in LA. So my mm-hmm. friend took me to this Italian restaurant where they temperature check you when you walk in. Um, the wait staff and everyone had masks on. So that was comforting. But it was just so exciting to like sit down and eat in a, I'm you know, sure. it's like, wow, this is amazing. I could, it's like I never ate before. Right. So that was insane. And then the next morning I drove to Tampa where I carried my own toilet paper and stuff. I have toilet paper wipes, Purell, uh, Lysol. I have everything with me that I'm driving to Tampa because if I have to go to the bathroom in a rest stop, I don't know if people stolen all the toilet paper. I don't know what I'm getting into. Okay, like I was yeah, like, sure. I don't know. You know? Sure. <laughs> so I just carried everything. So I made it to Tampa. Florida is like COVID never happened. It's like it never happened here. <laughs> it's the most crazy. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's so crazy. 
Well, it's like, thing is, it's it like, never happened. We're okay. We're in the beginning of June. We had a stay at home order until the end of July. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. And now all of a sudden there's been no like, Oh, so we're, we're stopping the stay at home order. Things are just starting to open. Uh, the other day I just read someone was like, Oh, we're getting into a phase three opening. I was like, what? What what happened? Where was the where was the press conference? I think I missed it. Um, well, that's why that's why I was saying to you is it's weird. B, it took me a week or so to like get adjusted to it, but now I'm like more comfortable. I get it. Like, I I don't think it's right. I just feel more relaxed. I really hope. But we I also don't have see my another huge spike. Oh, we are because we had Memorial Day here in Florida, which a spike already happened, right? And now with the protests, we're gonna have another spike. Yeah, I know her. So preschool is like starting up again, and they want to know if we're in or out. And I feel like I'm like, uh, they, I don't, I don't know what kinds of decisions to make. Well, well, how long do you have to tell them? Uh, till the end of this month, but they only have ten spots, and it's like first come first serve. They're only allowed to have ten kids in each class. That's it. And maybe after I mean, September, they'd be able to open up more, but maybe not. 10 is the CDC recommendation, and that's it. Well, Brandon's a little, Brandon is a little more stringent, right? Correct. Well, yeah. So what's, does he want her to go back? He is a real fat maybe. I think he, the only, you know, the more I think about it, I'm starting to have less reservation about it. I talked to the administrators today and all the different, you know, like protocols are going to be going through and how they're keeping the number small and not having parents walk children in anymore. They're doing like a valet service where they come and get your kid and bring them in and temperature check them and all that stuff. Um, look, it, we all had it. I'm pretty sure. So I'm not that worried about us getting it nor transmitting it to other people. Um, it's just, I, I guess it's more of I don't know what it is then for me. I'm like, am I like in my brain? Am I just like indoctrinated? Like, don't do this. Don't go. Don't. You're not supposed to be doing this. Um, I don't really know what the issue. Yes, that's is. that's exactly that's exactly how I felt the first couple of days. I was like, right. I, I felt like I was doing something wrong. Right, right. Because yeah. <laughs> there were all these like new rules, and I don't know how to not. Yeah, it's just it's it's weird. So I don't know. We've got to talk a little more about it. It makes me feel a little better. But then the other side of the coin is like, if we go in and we opt in and yes, you know, and we get back into school and then we get another spike and we get shut down again, then I'm still paying for school again. <laughs> which is a really Well, what does your nanny say? We, well, if we ended up, we have to talk to her too. Today was the first day that I had a conversation about what the protocols were. So I have to talk to our nanny too about that because I can't afford to, this sounds, this is such a fucking privileged conversation. I can't afford to not have my nanny because of Baylor. And I know I'm going back to directing in September. So I need her. Is that official? Sure. Um, I did get dates. We don't, I mean, I got dates to hold. So there's a hold, but there's, I mean, as of the 12th of June, production is allowed to resume unless something happens and that changes, which, of course, as you know, it could. But what's, do they give you like a sheet of like, okay, this is how we're doing it? Yes. Hold on one second. Can I just tell no. my mother to stop vacuuming? Can you hear sure. that? Yeah. yeah. Our, hold on. Our, just talk about I can't, me for a minute. Actually, but, you're, but our, our guest is here as well. Okay. So, well, hold on. Tell okay. him to hold. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Oh, this is what you get Mom. when you go home again, everyone. Ma, can you stop vacuuming? Um, I'm just going to uh, introduce our guest. You guys know him um, from the hit TV show, Who's the Boss? Back in the 80s. Um, his name is Danny Pintaro. He's a former child actor. He's a friend of Alaz for years. I'm introducing our guest. And I'm going to go okay. ahead and admit him. Sorry. This is very exciting. I like you in that chair, by the way. You look very official. It's my father's. I'm in the. I know, it's great. <clears throat> I have pictures. I want to give everyone a tour of like all the pictures of me growing up and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hi. You're muted. Oh, there you go. I just, there you are. Man logs off Zoom meeting for alone time, but accidentally left camera on. <gasps> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what? Oh, God, help us all. Look I at you. the podcast. I'm sorry. I was just bored watching Facebook. Watching the Facebooks. Do you want to? Can, Danny. Want to, yeah. Where are you? What do you mean, like literally in the-, in the Yeah, like what's, yeah, well, no, what city? Oh, I live in Round Rock, which is about a half a mile from the border of Austin, Texas. Oh, cool. Oh. Just north of Austin. Why there? <laughs> Why not? Um, I mean, I'm just curious, because at one point, I mean, last time I saw you, you were living in Vegas, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Vegas. Um, we had had enough. The husband had been in Vegas for like over 10 years. I'd been there for five. And Vegas is the kind of place where, you know, it's fine for a hot minute and then it just becomes too much. Um, I can't imagine. It must be so hot. I mean, the, the summer's there. It's just going to oh, be God, unbearable. It's, ridiculous. it's absolutely unbearable. And unless you're actually on the strip all the time, it's just suburbia. It's really boring. Um, it's just not that fascinating. And we were barely going to the uh, strip unless we had to. So um, and it was just time for a change. And so we did, we were doing some stuff and I was um, doing some traveling for, well, back at that time, I was doing some traveling for um, Comic-Cons. Um, oh, yeah. And we went to a couple of cities and Austin kind of stood out. But not particularly. It just was, it was a good, it was great. We loved it. And then all of a sudden. I love Austin. Yeah. I love Austin too. It's a yeah. Austin weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not so it's weird up there at Round Rock, but um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It, Austin is the best place. It, it's just, this city allows you to be whatever you want to be. Like I always used to say that New York as a city went out of its way to make your life as miserable as possible. The city itself did that. Like going to the grocery store was hard in New York city, but Austin, the city gives you this feeling like you can accomplish all the things you've ever wanted to accomplish in the past or in your life at some point that just never worked out. Um, and, uh, I love it for that. I've taken advantage for sure of that. Yeah. That's great. That's um, really nice. Yeah. Sorry, honey. I have to put her. So, oh, there's a yeah. We're, oh, is that a Chihuahua? That is a Chihuahua. Yeah. Yeah. With a gimp leg. <laughs> I didn't show you the gimp leg. Um, I, uh, well, Danny, um, it's been a long time since you and I have seen each other. You probably don't even remember 
I don't time. actually. We're I will tell you what I think it is. Okay. So not long ago, I think it was for Earth Day, um, my, I think it was my friend Melissa Joan Hart. So she posted this video of the uh, Let It Be Earth Day sing-along recording that was like a cast of a thousand, you know, child stars. And I went to, I remember going to it, and I think you were there. Do you remember that at all? I wouldn't be surprised if I were. I definitely (laughs) remember doing, um, I I remember doing We Are the World, the kids version. There you go. Okay. Is that what it is? Well, it was similar to that, but no, it was like a. I think I was there, actually. I'm pretty sure I was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I anyway, did. Well, I, the la- the last time I saw Danny was at the reunion for uh, guys, Who's the Boss. Dogs, guys, you do not need to be fighting in the background of this conversation. <laughs> That's exactly how my kids are too. Oh my god, you guys! So, uh, they know when you're on the phone. They know, and they go crazy. Uh, uh, it's my it's my said. voice. Last time I saw Danny, and the first time I met Danny in person was at the Who's the Boss reunion in New York for, was it Entertainment Weekly magazine, yeah. the photo yeah. shoot? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and Alyssa, obviously, you know, Alyssa loves you to death and everyone yeah. knows it on the podcast, Alyssa and I have been besties for 26 years now. And then I was at her house uh, like a month ago. I'm in Florida right now because I had a funeral to go to. Long story, we already talked about it, but it, just so you know. Okay, uh, thanks for and I was at her. Yeah, so if I look like I'm in mourning. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I'm not. Um, so a month ago, I was at Alyssa's and I was like, talking to her and I go, oh, I wonder if Danny will do the podcast. And she's like, yes, get him to do the podcast. And I was like, okay, good. So Why I was like, I, I just not? took a, I didn't even think about it. And then when I saw her and she was, we were talking, I think we were looking at old pictures or something. And, um, I said, oh, I got, I got to get Danny on the podcast. So I called Christina. I was like, what do you think about Danny? She's like, great. And I was like, oh, he's got so much shit to talk about. Was, Your life is a whirlwind. I mean, I, I'm curious. I'm curious to start with day one with you. because okay. Uh, okay. So let's start from the, from the very beginning. <laughs> Which beginning? As childhood actor. Okay. You, you started commercials or was it? Okay. Mostly modeling. Um, okay. I was about two, a little over two. Um, I did JCPenney ads. I did, um, I'm on the box of this uh, car, this plastic car toy, um, some commercials for toys. A, a ton, it was a large amount of pre- um, a large amount of um, print, tons and tons of print, like you name it. I've got a commercial for some cereal. I just watched it the other day, actually. It's online, believe it or not. What's um, it for? What, what cereal? Let me see if I can find it. And I don't think it switches. Well, oh, by the way, I pulled this up. Is there a way to share the screen? You guys have to see this. It's ridiculous. I don't know. Maybe. I, there is. I wish I was more technically savvy. Hold on. Yeah, we're, you're lucky oh, that we have we you got you on the phone. The, you disabled <laughs> participant screen sharing. That's fine. How do I do that? How do you that? I don't know. Um, but we have, a, we have, a, we have an investigator who, if you just name it, he'll find it, and we'll put it right up on the Instagram. Oh, yeah? Um, oh, yeah. Um, Here we go. Try it again. Commercial. Oh. Okay, hold on. Here we go. Ready? I'm learning so much about Zoom, you guys. I feel like there every is. time okay. I do it, I learn something. So I just saw this, and I posted, and I'm just absolutely mortified 
Oh, this, great. This is Vegas. Are you ready for this? Is already happening in effing <gasps> Vegas. Can I curse? Am I allowed to curse? Yeah, no, of course. No, fuck it. Fucking Vegas. Look at this of shit. Of course. People got to get their gambling in. Oh, my God. No. No. Smoking in a mask. Smoking under a mask. There's no way. Guys, what is what going on? What the fuck? Vegas is what that is happening? Oh, God. Seriously. I love that. <laughs> How do I get I mean, that's like my dream come true. I feel like people are just going to like asphyxiate themselves. That kid, he's going to set himself on fire is what he's going to Yes. Oh my well, God. no, I I just ordered a mask that has a straw hole that you pop you pop it open for straws for cocktails. No, well, that makes that. sense. Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, but I'm like, gonna use it with cigarettes. That's the drinker, too. not the smoker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. Um, that's you and I. Wait, that's yeah. you and I. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I there was a commercial um, for I'm looking it up now. Quaker Corn Brand from 1982. Um. There you go. Fisher Price, something, something for Fisher Price. I was in um, a, a gum commercial with uh, that famous skater from back in that day. I can't remember her name. Um, anyway, yeah. So commercials, commercials, and and prints. So that's and and then, was who's the boss? Your first series? Uh, yeah, first series, but not first show. I was on as as the world turns. I was, yes. I was in Cujo, so yes. I had quite a resume before Who's the Boss uh, came along. But it was exactly a sequence in the sense that it was like destined. The producers of As the World Turns saw me in commercials and what have you. And then the producers of Cujo saw me in As the World Turns. And the producers of Who's the Boss saw me in Cujo. So oh, okay. literally just went one, one after the other. So I feel did like you, uh, that's how it works with kids. And I feel like even more so back then because there were so oh, yeah. few that they were like, oh, we get this kid, we get this kid, you know. Yeah, much, much more so back then, I think, because there were less and it was much more based on talent than it is now. True. Didn't say that right. out loud. Did you see the <laughs> face I made? It was like all kinds of... Uh, this is going to be on the shade faces. Yeah. No, lots of shade. You Are you ready for shade? I'm drinking, by the way. I'm having a glass of wine. It's five o'clock. On the That's evening. right. Go for it. I, I would normally be drinking as well, but I'm at my parents' house. And so oh, we're shit. not supposed to be drinking. So I normally, <laughs> That's a real bummer. I normally you have to go to the bars and come back. I have to go to the bars and come back. But we're open here, so I can go to the bars. Okay. Um, um, so so yeah. who's... So that's good. So, and your experience on Who's the Boss? Yay, nay? Mostly yay. Um, you know, early on, it was a little awkward when Tony was being not so nice. Um, and then it was a little awkward when Alyssa stopped talking to me. And then... Sorry. Yeah. And then Why I, did that, I don't know that beef. Why did that happen? No beef. And that's the funny part is there's really no story. It was literally just like... Younger brother, older sister, I don't have time for you and your nonsense. Leave me alone, slam the door. Like it wasn't, there was no like, oh, she said this. About it's, it was me. normal teenage. It was normal teenage. Yeah. Is, yeah, you guys pretty much grew up together. Yeah. Like she, a real family. She was way more popular. So she was playing the popular card and having friends in her dressing room and didn't want to have anything to do with the little boy, you know, in her dressing room. But 
it wasn't, there was no malice. It was just, you know. Yeah. No, not, she's never, she's never been like that, right? No. She's, yeah, yeah she loves, I mean, she has nothing but great things to say I get about it. I mean, we had, we had you guys, boys on our show and I remember distinctly, I was really close with them when I was young. And then as I started to get older, I wanted to hang out with the older girls and they wanted to like still play Sega Genesis. And I was like, no guys, I've got homework to do. <laughs> and that was the other problem too was that i was rarely on set believe it or not i was mostly in school um i would show up and i would rehearse my scenes and then i would go do my homework but i was one of the only i mean i don't think i did you do this i actually went to high school um, i went to high school too on set yeah okay so it was way better that way yeah i agree It, it definitely kept me more connected to like the real world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't such a shock, you know, when yeah. for me when like the show ended and I was like, well, do I keep acting? I've been in school. I might as well just continue that as well. <laughs> yeah. And that was the whole idea was that my parents had the, uh, the vision that is the day after the show ended, I just kept going to school and nothing changed. And it worked. Right. It absolutely worked for sure. Right. Um, so yeah, I was more focused on trying to graduate. And right after the show ended, I was like junior going to senior and I was doing AP classes and had a 4.3 GPA. And I was just trying to like do that and get into a good school and then Stanford. So I was at Stanford trying to do Stanford. Wow. Um, so Alyssa and I didn't really speak. I mean, I kept in touch with Tony and Judith a little bit, more Judith than anybody else, especially right. when the gay stuff happened. <laughs> when all the gay stuff happened. The gay stuff. Did the gay stuff actually happen or just that that was my next question is like during who's the boss, you weren't out, obviously, right? I wasn't even thinking about it. Well, maybe secretly, but not uh not no more than that, no. Yeah. Right. And then Stanford uh, is I that was, when you came out? Yeah. I was uh I had a long term girlfriend in high school. Um and broke up with her to go to Stanford. I had a sort of long, I mean, a very, you know, long-term, it's supposed to be long-term girlfriend that when I got to Stanford and was madly in love, I broke up with her for a girl who lived in LA when I went back to LA for another story. Um, and she and I were engaged. Oh, and, wow. Um, wow. She, she and I were like headed for the wedding and then I broke up with her for a guy. So it was that, that was the procession. And I have this fantastic picture somewhere in a box of all three of them sitting in a, in a room together. It was really, yeah, some. Oh my gosh, that's wild. Not that long after all of it as well. So the fact that they were willing to be in the same room, I think says a lot because I think everybody in the end realized that I was just trying to fucking figure out what the hell was going on, you know? Sure. But did you plan the, like, were you planning the wedding? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And, and the honest answer is that if I hadn't been gay, I, we would still be married with many children. She's still one of You're, my best friend. And, and, uh, oh, that's great. Yeah. That's absolutely. wonderful. She's terrific. Um, 
Hey, I mean, we all, everybody's just trying to figure it out, especially some people are older, some people are younger. It doesn't matter what age you are, you know? Happy Pride Month, by the way, everyone. Woohoo! Pride Month! Um, I know. Speaking of Pride, will there be a Pride with like parades and uh, is that all postponed? What's happening? Yeah. What's happening in What's happening in Texas, by the way? Are oh. you in quarantine? What's going on? Texas sucks. <laughs> um, you know, we always say we don't live in Texas. We live in Austin. Um, right. Now I technically live in Texas because I don't actually live in Austin. So Williamson County, the county I live in is real shitty. It's, um, you know, everything's open again. It's just, it's life as normal. And it never really wasn't because if you do look at the numbers, Austin specifically, we haven't seen jack shit when it comes to COVID. We haven't seen anything. And so people here just don't understand. They have no connection to it other than what's on the news. Um, so wild. It's really well. That's also you know? that's also because they canceled South by Southwest. Yes, thank you. Yeah, because yeah, had that happened, we'd have a different story probably. Well, and I think too, you know, where we saw big spikes were on the coasts where people were coming yeah. in internationally. It right? went like this, but by the yeah. time we got to this, we had already done enough, you know, of the rules, Just, social distancing. Right. That by the time it did get here, it was if it had fizzled so it's a right. good thing and it's a bad thing because i mean i don't know about you but there's a second wave coming absolutely i mean I, no oh doubt. yeah we Probably. talk about it all the time oh, no yeah. i was just telling christine before you came on and i was saying i'm in florida and it's as if it never existed it's the craziest thing i've ever seen oh, i'm yeah. like florida where all the people who would die or who will die yeah live it's the right. place where it, it's just like, yes. Yeah. I know. I, call, I actually called Alyssa. She FaceTimed me the other day and she's like, how is it over there? I go, Alyssa, I'm freaking out. I go, I've never, I don't know. I, I feel like, um, <laughs> I feel like I'm doing something wrong, you know, because I'm here and like, I'm sort of starting to get relaxed about it. I still carry my mask. Like I have it in my back pocket. I carry my mask. I have, you know, a different mask for every uh, time of day. And um, I have my nighttime mask. I have my daytime mask. I have my branded mask. Sure, sure, sure. I have, I have oh, my I hospital it. mask. No, I have it all. I, have, I had my funeral mask to match my suit. I had, you know, I have a mask. I have a mask for everything. Um, oh, my gosh. I love it. I made mine. But, oh, you did? Would you make you it sew? out of Sort of. I taught myself just for this. Um, oh, I made it out of an old dress shirt that I really liked the material for. Oh, that's smart. Cut that bitch up and whoop, whoop, here we go. Found a thing. That's great. Right. It works. Yeah. Um, anyway, but yeah, it's, it, uh, yeah, I get it. Um, the only reason I'm seeing more, um, the only reason I feel a little more comfortable is because my work has policies that we have to wear masks, but um, we've never did social distancing at work because it's not possible with a veterinary office like you can't hold right. up take blood and right and maintain the social distancing so right the best we could do was you know across the room from the owner of the dog um right but even then well we'll see you know blacks that they would come in with no masks and we would be sitting in the room with them uh and so thank god we had that that rule, but I spend 11 hours a day in a mask. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. It gives you a lot of respect for people who are doing those long shifts in hospitals and not only wearing masks, but having these face shields and, you know, yeah. the pictures it's of a, amazing. 
Yeah. It's, I hope somebody it's crazy. turns those pictures into a book or like a, you know. A, oh, I'm a, sure it's being done right now. Yeah. 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 It like will be called book. Yeah. our history book. A history book. <laughs> it will be in our daughter, my daughter, my son's history book, I'm sure. Um, well, no, you know, I was I just a, telling Christine I, also is that your daughter's going to be like, you're going to one day when she's like a teenager, you're going to be like, yeah, one day we used to shake hands when we were younger, you know, and then she's like, shake hands. What? <laughs> you know, that's, I know. I keep saying this is going to be my, for them, this is going to be my, I walked up the hill twice oh, a right. day in snow to and from school. You yeah. know, you I, guys were so young and we had to stay <laughs> home with you and I was doing everything for you. We survived um, COVID just for you. Oh, it's God, so yeah. true. Well, well I had honestly, to take my, Christine, Go ahead, Christine. I had to take my, speaking of being, you work in a, uh, a veterinary practice, um, I had to take our dogs in because we always do their stuff in the spring. And so I didn't want it to go too far. And then one of them was having weird poops and I was like, what's happening? And, you know, it gets, I got nervous. So I took them in, everyone's fine. But the one has, and they were great about it. They came out to the, to the, they're very strict here. So they came out to the parking lot and they retrieve the dog from you and you wear a mask and they take them in and they do all the things. And then you come back, you speak with the doctor over the phone and they pick them up, which is great for me, honestly, because I have an older rescue dog who is a nightmare. <laughs> I love her <laughs> which to one? death. Zoe. I love her to death. She's, I mean, she's the sweetest dog, but she has high anxiety and she was never really socialized very well. So she dreads, I dread the doctor's office visits because she's like panting and freaking out. And basically they just had to take her and like, I sedated her a little bit that morning, but I was like, I'm sorry. So anyway, she's on Prozac now. We got her on Prozac. Oh, good. Oh, good. I don't okay. think it's helping. No. Oh, well, you know, there's other options. Um, I know. I got to get her a behavior. I, we have to work on the behavior part of it too, but. Man, yeah, but with an older dog, that's really impossible. At that point, it's really just that's, and it's for their comfort and safety as well as yours and your happiness. Um, there's lots of good choices, um, and maybe a comment. Drop it off down the road. No, come on. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> Give him that silly. The big thing that people are doing now that actually works is um, CBD oil. So you should look into that. Yes. I've, really I've done a few of the different vet CBD options and I've had varying levels of success. Un unfortunately, there's one Jeep. It's a black Jeep and it drives on our street and they have these two dogs in the back and the dogs are oh. really rambunctious and they always bark a lot. My dog, this poor Zoe, she can smell that Jeep coming oh, and she runs out the back door and freaks out. If we oh. happen to be walking and that Jeep comes by, I mean, it's a good five minute freak out. If she sees another Jeep and it's not them, she starts parking at the Jeep. I mean, it's the, it's the craziest thing. She's oh, mental. Poor, poor thing. thing. Poor oh. thing. She's so mental. I, I, I want to get back to the vet stuff because I think I'm it's- I'm really a, yellow. I mean, that's a- yeah, you're a little yellow. A little, but you know what? That's I mean, fair. what are the, I have lines yeah. coming down. It's, it's not great lighting. Very jaunty. That's better. Is that better? Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> no. Um, yes, that. You. That's, yes. You. No, I want to get to that for in a second. But you. Did you grow up in Cali? We're gonna take a little pause here, guys. That was part one with Danny Pintaro. We'll be back next week talking more about Danny's emergence into the entertainment business and all of his trials and tribulations coming out as a gay man and how.
Thanks for listening. I'm Christine Lakin. You can find me at Yo Lakin, and you can find Ala Khaled at Alec Led. It makes no sense. Follow us at Worst Ever Podcast and have yourself a great week. Until next time. The worst moments of our life. Hey, girl. Hey, that's bad. Uh, so speaking of, like, worst ever experiences. That is the worst ever. I don't feel so good. And that was my worst audition ever. How bad can I be? <laughs> and we feel the pain is best served funny.